Welcome to the new Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. Well, fasten your seatbelt. We've got a great topic for you today on Docs in a Pod, and we're so pleased you've joined us. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Uh, Dr. Perry is an associate medical director at WellMed. She oversees several large clinics in the Optin Care in North Texas region. Dr. Perry earned her undergraduate degree from Prairie View A&M University, went on to graduate from Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. She was a National Health Service Corps scholar there. She completed her family medicine residency at Methodist Charlton Medical Center, where she served as chief resident. She's board certified by the American Osteopathic Board of Family Medicine, Masters in Public Health with an emphasis in health management and policy at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. And Dr. Perry, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for co-hosting Docs in a Pod. Uh, You got that master's in public health. Are you looking to run hospitals someday? hospitals or possibly even the country. No, I'm just kidding. I could, I could never do that <laughs> job. Uh, you know, you have to have too many, too many good habits. And, and, and that's something I need to do better. So that's, I'm looking forward to what Desiree has to say, because, you know, this time of year, we all make resolutions, what we're going to do better, but tell me for real, what do I need to do better for next year? Well, we're going to find out. Let me introduce our special guest. Desiree Murray is a nurse practitioner at Wellman at Live Oak in Dallas, where Dr. Perry also hangs out in Dallas. She earned her bachelor's in nursing from Abilene Christian University and her master's in nursing from the University of Texas at Arlington. Desiree graduated from nursing school on the dean's list. Of course she did. As a family (laughs) nurse practitioner, Desiree cares for patients for their entire lives, from newborns to 99-year-olds and older. By the time Desiree was in the ninth grade, she knew she wanted to help others in her community by helping them on their road to health. She earned her CNA license by the time she was in the 10th grade and continued her education after graduation. Her list of accomplishments include being named Miss South Lake 2015. She was a contestant of the Miss America and Miss Texas pageants. 2015, Desiree received a Citizens Award from the city of Capel for performing the Heimlich Maneuver on someone and saving their life. And uh, Desiree, it is great to have you on. Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) CNN had a wonderful story yesterday about a a little girl, a fourth grader, who performed the Heimlich Maneuver on a classmate and saved that kid's life. They were choking on a chip, and uh, that young girl saved that kid's life. And her goal, she said, is to get everybody to know the Heimlich Maneuver. Oh, I am a huge supporter. As you stated, I did get the Citizen Award from the city of Capel for doing the Heimlich Maneuver in a similar situation. Now, uh, people choking, that's like the fourth leading cause of unintentional injury death. Wow. So um, I was actually at breakfast and it was a woman with her family and she started choking. And uh, I, I don't know what comes over you in that moment. It's just the training kicks in. You tell someone, call 911, and then you go over there and, 
and try to help. And um, I was able to help her dislodge her breakfast that was stuck in her throat. And after that happened, she told me she had just lost her husband to cancer. And so her kids were right there and they could have lost their mom that day. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I encourage everybody to learn the Heimlich maneuver. You never know when you're going to be in a situation where you need to think fast and know what to do. And um, this does happen a lot with small kids, um, small objects getting stuck and then uh, older people just eating and drinking too fast. So I applaud the little girl. That's amazing. That is. That was a great amazing. story. And uh, so, Desiree, when you think about your commitment and involvement in trying to make life better for folks, one of the things you want to talk about today are the kind of healthy habits to adopt for the new year. And as Dr. Perry pointed out, it is the time of year when we all make those New Year's resolutions. What is it about us and promising to do better in the new year and then never following through? I think it has to do with the personal commitment and consistency and understanding the importance of why we do what we do. Um, We briefly kind of discussed before we started um, exercising and how talking about that over and over again, okay, exercise, 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 which is one of my things that I encourage you to do in the new year, but we just end up not doing it. I think understanding why it's important Um, helps you stay focused. And I have a lot of patients with deep bone pain, joint pain, osteoarthritis, and exercise is one of the biggest things to help them stay, you know, mobile, which overall improves quality of life to be able to walk around and do activities with family and friends and not constantly be in pain when you first wake up in the morning. Um, So I, I, I would say commitment is, is a tough one, even for myself. You know, sometimes talk, you just don't want to. <laughs> we're going to talk more about this, but I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Desiree Murray, a nurse practitioner, Wilmot at Live Oak in Dallas, is our special guest today. And we're talking about things to adopt, adopt for the new year. At the top of your list, and we'll get to exercise again in a moment, uh, Desiree, you have take care of your mental health. What does oh, that yes. mean? You know, I was doing some research not that long ago, and the World Health Organization stated that depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. And I find that really interesting because I think mental health gets overlooked for a lot of people, um, which means it doesn't get addressed. So mental health is definitely at the top of my list on making sure you uh, look into that um, and take care of yourself. We just went through a global pandemic, COVID, um, a lot of loss from that, which equates to a lot of grief, a lot of sadness, a lot of depression for a lot of people. And uh, it's just not addressed enough, in my opinion. So if you're experiencing like not wanting to get up and do things you normally want to do. Your appetite is not as great. You just aren't feeling yourself. I encourage you to talk to your provider about that and see if you're actually experiencing depression. See, when you say your appetite's not as great, to me, that would be a blessing. Eat less. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want you to eat less and be sad, you know? Um, Right. (laughs) One as a result of the other. So Desiree, for, for folks who are, experiencing depression, do they know it? Not all the time. And and that's interesting to me. I have 
a lot of patients tell me, you know, I just don't feel right, Desiree. I don't know what's wrong with me. I like to, you know, interact with my grandkids or I used to like running. I used to like going to social events and I don't want to anymore. Um, and then there's the stigma behind if medication is needed, do I have to be on it the rest of my life? The answer is no. Sometimes it's just situational. Sometimes you just need a little bit of help to get you through a certain uh, situation you're going through in life. And then you'll be fine after that. And for someone who notices what they think are the symptoms of depression uh, in, in a loved one or uh, a sibling or, or a colleague at work, if they're still working, what's your advice? How do you bring that horse to water who may not want to go to water, may not want to drink? You know, I think uh, just trying to have the conversation, sometimes it needs to be in private, very intimate and close. Um, or asking someone that knows them better than you do to sit down with that person and kind of figure out, hey, is everything okay? It's a simple question, is everything okay? And then sometimes you have to ask it again and look that person in the eye, is everything okay? <laughs> um, and I think that's how it starts. And then, you know, giving that tip to go talk to your provider about it and suggesting counseling. There are a lot of resources now. But, but you know, and, and Dr. Perry, you know this very well. Mm -hmm. When you say to somebody, hey, how you doing? The answer is, hey, I'm doing great, which may not be anywhere close to the truth. Mm -hmm. So you're suggesting bore into that, drill down. And sometimes it's hard to hide, you know, how you're feeling on the outside. Like, believe it or not, at times my mouth is shut, but my face is always talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, you know, you, I will ask patients because, you know, you get to know patients as a provider. Patients come and they see you on a regular basis as a PCP. And, you know, perky Miss Johnson, I walk in the room. She's not perky. I'm like, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm good, honey. No, for real. What's wrong? Because, you know, her face is very loud, even though her voice is quiet, because that's not her normal demeanor. Oh, yeah. And I agree. will they then, do they open up? Then they'll say, well, okay. Yeah, so like Desiree's right. Sometimes you have to pry, not only as a friend, but as a provider, particularly as a provider, it would be great as a friend. Just ask a one more time if your spidey senses tell you, no, everything <laughs> is not okay. Oh, yeah. And, and then what? Well, then once you ask, and if they give you the inclination that everything is not okay, come see Desiree, come see myself, go to your PCP, mm -hmm. and we'll mm -hmm. definitely take it from there. Because like she said, there's counseling to help you deal with situations. There's medications to increase the happy hormones that we talked about on a different show. So there are definitely ways we can treat this. Yeah, last week we talked about loneliness during the holidays, and certainly depression segues into that. Uh, when you look, Desiree, at the a large number of people who are living alone, and we talked about loneliness last week, for people who are living alone, it's not unusual to be depressed. Oh, I agree with that 100%. Um, and it's it's hard to, I think, know how to reach out. And, and COVID, with all of the precautions of distancing and everything, make it difficult to open those doors to say, hey, neighbor, is it okay if we get together? Can I bring you cookies and we just talk for a little bit? Um, a, a family practice that uh, my family and I still do is we bake cookies every year um, and we give them to the neighbors. And that helps a little bit with interaction with others. So I do think if you are a person that's alone, seeing how you can volunteer at a toy drive or seeing if you can help feed uh, the homeless or go to a shelter, that helps you get a little bit more interaction. So you're not sitting in a space by yourself the whole time. 
So, Dr. Perry, has she ever brought you cookies? Not not a single solitary time. Not one. Have I got a cookie? Desiree, are they good? Are they good, Desiree? They are so good. I have two variations. If you have a nut allergy, you can get it without nuts. If you don't, you can have them with them. (laughs) Well, maybe we can get her to spring for some cookies for you. Right. (laughs) Before we move away from depression, uh, uh, Desiree, uh, does it run in families? say that it does. Um, My experience uh, with mental health in general, when there's a history of mental health with multiple members, it definitely can transition, um, especially if there's no help at any point in that bloodline. Um, I can, you know, let Dr. Perry touch into that more, but that has been my experience. If there is a person and multiple people in the family that have clinical depression that's never treated, never addressed, um, they don't know how to help the next generation. And, you know, I think it's important that, to say a couple things with that. One, like we talked about earlier, people don't like to recognize when something isn't wrong, when something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Culturally, age, generations, they just don't like to recognize it. So first of all, we have to recognize that this is a treatable entity. That depression is treatable. Yes, absolutely. And, and there should be no shame. None, none. You would, you would, you would treat your high blood pressure, your diabetes. Why wouldn't you treat your depression? Perfect. We're going to come back in just a moment and uh, talk more about things you should adopt in the new year. We're going to go back to exercise again. Our co-host, Dr. <laughs> Tamika Perry, and we're with nurse practitioner Desiree Murray. Delighted to have her with us. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson for my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality healthcare with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com slash connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. We're so pleased you were sticking with us here on Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. Dr. Perry, you can find up near Redbird in Dallas, where she works out of the clinic there, right near a senior center. Yep. And Desiree Murray, nurse practitioner, Wellman at Live Oak in Dallas, is our special guest. And as we indicated when we interviewed her earlier, in her background, uh, Desiree participated in pageants, including uh, Miss America and uh, others. And, and Desiree, I'm curious, what was the talent that you displayed during those pageants? My talent was singing. That's exactly what I would have guessed. You have a (laughs) fabulous voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Are you still singing? I do. I actually sing to my patients sometimes. (laughs) Wow. What do you sing? That is awesome. You know, a lot of my patients like a spiritual uh, environment. So I'll sing Amazing Grace with them. Um, that's pretty much my number one. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Dr. Perry, a couple of weeks ago, we had on uh, yes. two different guests who were musicians and both of us felt, wow, like, what talent do we have? 
Desiree, stop, 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 stop this mess right now. Like everybody's going to expect that. They're going to come into the office, Dr. Perry, you know, Desiree sings. What do you do? Well, I look, I, I look cute. I'm sitting here looking cute. This is, this is my talent. You know what I mean? You know? Well, Desiree, as you think about what participating in those talent shows did for you, I'm sure it gave you the confidence uh, to deal with the practice of medicine. Oh, absolutely. Um, learning how to speak to people, uh, different environments and uh, situations. I definitely gained some experience there. And then personal self-confidence with people. Um, medicine can be challenging, uh, especially when there's, uh, you know, new uh, issues that are arising and you're trying to help the person figure out the answer. Uh, but it helped me have a lot of confidence uh, where we can have conversations and I feel comfortable and the patient feels comfortable. That's cool. So Desiree, on your list of things to think about for adopting as we move into 2023, uh, second on your list, and they're not necessarily in priority order, is get mm -hmm. active and exercise. And we touched on this earlier. So I want to, uh, you know, I don't want to beat this to death because we all know we should be doing it. <laughs> yes. What is yes. your recommendation to get people moving again, to, to throw away that remote control and walk to the TV, for example? Yes. You know, I recommend to all of my patients to do 30 minutes to an hour of exercise most days out of the week. Now, when you're working, you have kids or grandkids, that can be challenging. But high-intensity cardio, like walking, treadmill, elliptical machine, give yourself that time. Um, stretching, that's something we don't do anymore. I don't know why. We learned it in elementary school. You stretch. We stopped doing it. And so everybody's stiff and they're hurting. Um, that physical activity on a daily basis, ideally, is going to be paramount in keeping mobility as long as possible. Now, when you say stretching, I think yoga, right? I think yoga. I also think if you could just stretch your back for 15 minutes, you know how different your life would be every day. <laughs> uh, when you say stretch your back, what, what are you recommending? So bending down, touching toes. Yeah, I haven't to touched my toes. toes in about 20 years. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're still there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's no, exactly I went, why I recommend yeah. it. And Dr. Perry, if I tried to touch my toes, I'd be in the hospital for a head injury. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So no, I'll work that, on that. So, yeah. And Desiree is so right. Like, in the mornings, I box for exercise because apparently I'm an angry woman and the bag really gets it. And so, but afterwards, we all stretch. And so, one of my favorite stretches is a downward dog. It's really, it's just, you're stretching your back, you're stretching your, you know, depending on which way you're going, you're stretching your obliques. And it just feels therapeutic. And it kind of just gets my day reset. Like, I exercise. Mm -hmm. And then in that position, I'm thinking about, okay, this is how my day is going to go well. This is how it's going to go. As you pound that bag, Dr. Perry, <laughs> whose whose face do you see on it? Well, you tell me, it's not the it's not the face, it's the well, I could tell you, but then you know I'd probably get in trouble. But it's the <laughs> actions, it's the actions of my roommate, aka my daughter. I'm like, why would she do that? Oh, what do you what does she mean? She didn't know she had a test. I just have been telling her every day for 12 years to clean her room. What do you mean she didn't know she had to do that? You know, like you know. So. Uh, Dr. Perry has a 17-year-old daughter oh, who soon will go, she hopes, 
to Prairie View. I hope, yes. And, oh, and she'll wow. be in the band, best band in the land. You, it is the best band, but she'll probably dance. She's a dancer and she likes to dance. So oh, that's she, cool. Yeah, she'll probably dance uh, for their, their drill team down there. But all right, now we can, we, we can put exercise on the front burner, not the back burner, and move on yes. to the list that uh, Desiree provided to us. Eat healthy and hydrate. And by hydrate, you don't mean knock a beer back. <laughs> correct. Correct. No pegs. Okay. <laughs> no pegs. Limit your alcohol intake, please, 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 please. When I am talking about hydration, I'm talking about water, um, not tea, <laughs> not coffee, straight water. And 64 ounces of water a day is the recommendation. That is the equivalent of four 16 ounce bottles of water. You will not believe how many people tell me they don't even drink a bottle of water a day. Wow. So yeah, which is surprising to me. Um, but I do understand being busy and you drink other things. You don't feel thirsty, but that is going to be ideal unless you have, uh, restrictions for other disease processes like, you know, congestive heart failure or kidney problems. Other than that, you are free to drink water. <laughs> Please do. And then eat healthy means intellectually we understand, but we don't really know. So I try to focus a lot on vegetables. Um, a lot of people don't eat their vegetables. They don't like them. They don't want to eat them. And you need two to three cups a day of vegetables. Um, you need at least a half a cup to two cups of fruit. That doesn't mean a smoothie <laughs> all the time. That has a lot of sugar. Lots I of want sugar. some, yes, lots and lots of sugar. So I have a lot of patients that are diabetic and say, well, <laughs> I switched to smoothies. Like, well, you just gave yourself a ton of sugar. <laughs> um, well, the same I'm thing, about- switching to orange juice, which is all sugar. <laughs> yeah, a ton of sugar. Yes, yes, yes. So as raw as you can on your fruits and vegetables, it's going to be ideal. If you raw, can eat broccoli without raw, raw absolutely. If you can eat it without cooking it, you get all of those nutrients. Now, you still want to wash them. <laughs> right. Rinse them off real good. <laughs> now, I'm a big broccoli fan. I'm a believer that whatever it is you're worried about health-wise, broccoli will cure it. <laughs> Where did that come from, actually? <laughs> uh, I made it up. <laughs> Ron's own self-evidence-based medicine based on Ron's evidence. Exactly. <laughs> and so I do eat a ton of broccoli. Broccoli in fact, does have a lot of nutrients, though. Uh, if I yes. can uh, share a secret, my wife often says, you've got broccoli breath. Oh, <laughs> broccoli does not smell good. I will I will vouch for her on that. I, I support her. It does not smell good, but it is very good for you. And what about red meat, fish, processed meats? What do you recommend, Desiree? So definitely limit processed at all times. I I say red meat once, maybe twice a week and as lean as you can possibly go. Um, I'm a huge proponent of protein through fish and chicken. Those are going to be your leanest options. And that does not mean fried. That means (laughs) baked. (laughs) That means uh, grilled. Um, I, I also suggest limiting the smoked meats. Those aren't going to be your best either. Um, I am a huge supporter of freshwater fish. It's going to be your salmon, your cod, halibut, red snapper. All of those have great omega-3 oils in there that are great for cholesterol. Yeah. As soon as you fry it, you mess up your cholesterol again. 
I would say generally, if you have to drive around the building and someone hands you your food out of a window, it's probably not, <laughs> it's probably not what you, that's, I'm going to go out on the limb and say, that is not in your best interest. Avoid that one. <laughs> So do it in moderation. In moderation, yes. 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 And as we take a look at uh, the next recommendation, CPR, and we talked about the Heimlich maneuver, learning CPR can save a life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So American Health Organization or uh, Association, 350,000 Americans die from a heart attack every year. Wow. Um, which that is a, an outstanding number to me. And then uh, 10,000 of those arrests happen in the workplace. And so, so knowing CPR can save a life of a coworker. Absolutely. And I, I just saw uh, on the news, the local news, uh, there was a woman about four weeks ago in a school district that had a heart attack on site. And her life was saved by her coworkers. Wow. Yeah. Now, last one, and we are flat out of time. Stay on top of your health screenings. Do what your PCP says. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Desiree Murray, we really thank you for coming on. I wish we had time for you to sing a little rendition of Amazing Grace, but we are flat <laughs> out of time. We'll do that the next time you join us for our yes. co-host. Dr. Tamika Perry, and for Desiree Murray, thank you for being with us. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for listening to Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker, and associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron. <laughs>